Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, lots of woke people who used to watch this show, I know, who don't anymore, because, like, I will present, but I've always, I always did that. It's just that the left went crazier, so I have to do it more. <laughs> and I, I, would, I would wish they would come back, but not at the price of not calling out both sides. No. That's interesting. That's Bill Maher from his HBO show Friday night, and there are many topics that he's talked about over the last year or two where he doesn't take the woke version of progressivism. Um, he takes kind of the, I'm an older liberal since he's 70 years old, I think. Is he that old? Uh, Very spry for his age. Alex, can you come up with an age on Bill Maher? He's I'm a, seeing he's 61. Oh, he's older than that. 66. Uh, pot smoking, pot smoking vegetarian keeps you keeps you young. Apparently. Anyway, he had a conversation with uh, Chris Wallace of uh, Fox News fame. Uh, he's now at six, uh, CNN doing a Sunday night show that's not getting much viewership, as I understand it. But <laughs> no, it'll take a while no, to not. catch on. Of course, n- very little on cable news gets much viewership. Really, it's true. Its uh, influence certainly is uh, greater than its audience. Um. Uh, why don't we just go ahead, uh, their their conversation about the current state of media, news media specifically. Uh, go ahead, Michael, with four, was it? We were going to play first. You've got conservative media, and they have built up an audience, and they only want to watch conservative media and what it is that you know supports their conception, their view of the world, and liberal media, and liberals want to watch that. Distressingly few people just want to get the news and make up decisions for themselves as to what they think the truth is. That's a very small sliver of the country, I think, who even wants news. I mean, when I talk to people under 40, even, and I ask them, where do you get your news? Most of what they say is like, 
well, what somebody posts on my Facebook page. In other words, it's gossip. Like, that's to me what gossip is. Your friend is passing around a story. They don't know if it's true, they don't care. But, I mean, Walter Cronkite got 29 million viewers. <laughs> that's, I mean, nothing, no TV show gets even a third of that. Even the biggest hits, I don't think, anymore. In prime time, this was the news. The world has changed, and, you know, you don't get your news at 6.30 at night. You're getting it all day, and you can get it on your phone or, as you say, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. The world has, has definitely changed, and, and not for the better in terms of the desire to get the straight facts and to have your preconceptions be challenged by what reality is. People don't want and reality. They want their view. That's interesting. I don't. Maybe it's the business I'm in or my particular personality. I would find that fairly boring to be fed things that uh, I agree with or, or 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 leave out the things I don't all day long. But apparently that's not what most people want. Most of you. Uh, yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Uh, certainly talk radio is rampant with that sort of thinking. I just I'm always so embarrassed when I get something wrong. That I like to walk around yeah. and look at both sides of it. Yeah, I even even if nobody knows but me, I hate it when I'm wrong about a story because I I heard something that was inaccurate. I, I wonder if we should stop using the term news because it's just a different thing now. Yeah, tribal news attainment. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to call it. Uh, let's see what those two sages uh, have to say. Go on. And this really all came about because news used to be a, a lost leader for a company. It wasn't Cronkite's day. Um, Absolutely. I mean, with the, the giants of television back in the day, and that, by that point, I mean the, the owners, Bill Paley at CBS, Sarnoff at NBC, they viewed news as a public service and that, you know, it didn't have to make money. When 60 Minutes went on the air in 68, and then as it became more and more successful, it ended up being the number one show in America for a number of years, it made money. And suddenly the, the, the executives and television said, you can, you can make money with news. And I think that led to the idea of not having an audience come to you, but chasing an audience. And that led, I think, to more biased news coverage. And that's the problem, because the media works backwards now. They work backwards from uh, what does our dem target demographic Wanna, how does they want them to filter us, filter this news for us, so that we're only hearing what doesn't upset us. Yeah, a great example of that today when I first flipped on uh, MSNBC and Morning Joe. The biggest story overnight, by far, on planet Earth, the most impactful story was Russia raining missiles down on Ukraine. Biggest attack on Ukraine since the war started. Clearly the number one story. But on MSNBC, they know what their core audience is for, and so uh, Mika Brzezinski had to say, major developments overnight in the Trump Mar-a-Lago documents, oh. blah, 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 scandal. We'll get to those coming up later. But first, let's check in on Ukraine. She had to throw that out there as her first words for the people who that's what they want when they turn that on. Wow. You know, I, I feel pretty even-handed in my views of Trump. Uh, the Mar-a-Lago thing, just wake me when it's, when something happens. 
Wow, wow. You know, uh, for younger listeners especially, I can actually feel you. I can sense you. Our psychic connection is strong. And I could see you in my mind furrowing your brow as they were talking about some of the great uh, news, uh, like heads of department of the past. The names don't matter, but what you heard was correct. The major broadcast corporations, there's their news divisions lost money, but they they kept them going, and in fact, they served them richly with resources and budget and the rest of it because they thought it was the right thing to do for the country. Well, Doesn't that was, seem quaint? As Chris Wall said, a public service. Right. Right. And then there's just no denying, and I'm not going to be, uh, oh, the good old days, the good golden era, everything was perfect in 1968, because that's an idiotic thing to claim. But some things have changed. News was better. For the worse. Well, and I was just leading up to this story. Here's this high school football coach. He's been coaching Massachusetts for a couple of generations. I guess, well, a generation anyway, about 20 years. He just quit his job because there's so much abusive and obscene uh, screaming from parents on the sidelines, including like they lost a game and they were huddling up in the field to talk about what they could learn from it and stuff. And parents were lining the fences like yelling obscenities and you suck, you should be fired or, you know, kill yourself or whatever. He said, that's it. And this is a Catholic high school, by the way. Um, and he said, that's it. Not doing this anymore. He just quit. Un- Thinkable. So you're not very long ago. Your point is everything wasn't perfect in the olden times, because of course that would be a stupid point of view. But right. there are certain things that were better. Oh yeah, the relationship yeah. between youth sports or teachers and students and parents was way better when I was a kid than it is now. News was better when I was a kid than it is now. It just was. I don't yeah. watch the news. And I think this has something to do with uh, the government governs best, which governs least, and and all sorts of other founding fathery quotes, and Hayek, and and Thomas, and and uh, Milton Friedman, Tom, not Thomas Friedman, very different guy than Milton Friedman. Uh, but Milton back, Burl's a different person, also entirely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, just to pick a, a particular point in time, I threw out 1968 intentionally because it was a very, very volatile time. But um, the idea of individual rights, as opposed to government regulation, government overreach, the government telling you what to do and what not to do at every single step of the way, the individual was much more empowered then, and yet was much more Honorable, sensitive, responsible about not being offensive to their community, to being a good neighbor, a good member of the community, good church member, whatever. So while the individual was supreme back in the day, everybody was much more respectful of each other. What does that say? Uh I'd have to noodle it through and appeal to uh, sages and, and scholars and that sort of thing. But I think those two things are related you don't have to self-govern if you're governed every second. Is it something like that? Might be. The The, the news question in particular that uh, Bill Maher and Chris Wallace were discussing, I don't see where that goes. I, 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 I Things don't stay the same. Uh, it'll change. But I could see that staying bad for a very long time. Yeah, and at the fringes, it's very, very bad. 
I mean, as bad as MSNBC is, they, with the exception of like the Joy Reid garbage that they air and stuff like that, but like Morning Joe, it's wildly biased and partisan, but it's not like making up stuff just completely and pitching it. Now, they'll certainly trump it a Washington Post story citing one anonymous source that turns out not to be accurate. That happens all the time. But I'm just thinking out at the fringes, they will just invent such and such just said this, and that person never said it. So, but do you think it's going to get worse? We still got further to go? Yeah. It seems like we're still on the pendulum swinging toward bad part of this uh, trajectory. Yeah, and what really bothers me about it is um, it's easy for all of us Unless we have the sort of life where we really mix with a lot of different sorts of people, and some of you do, and I kind of admire it, uh, it's often through your job you have to. Um, but among the sorts of people who don't spend any of their time thinking about this sort of thing, it'll be a very, very, very long time until those masses of people become aware, hey, I'm being ill-served by the very things that have got me all excited and angry. Well, I'm, you... I'm not I'm not being given something good. I'm being fed poison. Well, yeah, I suppose if you think about it logically, the average person would have to come to believe my life will be better if I start seeking out different news sources than the ones I'm using. Man. I don't know what gets somebody there. Oops, my phone is ringing. Sorry about Please that. Please silence your devices, everyone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, my son had a bike wreck yesterday, and he's claiming he can't go to school today because his ankle hurts, though he was engaging in a fair number of physical activities later in the day yesterday. So uh, Maybe it's acting up on him a little bit. Could be. How about you go to school, and I tell him you, you'll sit out gym class. How about that? There you go. That's some real diplomacy. <laughs> anyway, you'd ha- you'd have to people will have to feel like my life would be significantly better or is being damaged by the new sources I'm taking in, so I'm going to change the way I do it. Ah, t- we're we're a long way from Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. True international depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We uh, we heard these clips yesterday. It was a Hail Mary pass that was successful for Appalachian State, and the announcers went crazy. We got two different versions of this that are kind of entertaining. First, this one. Throws it shy in a goal line, and that ball is tipped around. Wow! Oh, that's a touchdown! Wow! Mountaineers win it! Mountaineers win Deflection! Are you kidding me? Wow! I like the guy whose only contribution is wow. <laughs> wow! 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 <laughs> You're not adding a lot of color as the color commentator. Well, at least he's staying out of the way. And wow! Yeah, well, different inflections of wow. It's like uh, it's like Eric Clapton. He squeezes so much out of one note. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Here's what it sounds like if a whole booth loses their S. <laughs> Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggled. Oh, it's oh, Alex tells me, because I haven't watched the video, the don't give up on these Mountaineers guy was actually dabbing tears out of his eyes. 
He was. Wow. It was hilarious. <laughs> there was less joy on VE Day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the, the two of them screaming like lunatics over each other. I think the first time I had sex fell quite a bit short of that. <laughs> In terms well, of excitement. Well, because you, you gave up on his Mountaineers or something. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Well, you know. Do we play that one one more time? That's pretty good. Throws high into the air. It's up for grabs. It is juggled. Oh, it's oh, 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 they saved the children from the burning building. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, it's funny. Something you said going into the segment reminded me of that great old quote that I've paraphrased many times, but I went ahead and grabbed from Earl Warren, who was the uh, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. He was a liberal, but he was well-respected. I always turn to the sports pages first, which records people's accomplishments. The front page has nothing but man's failures. Mm. You know, occasionally when I've thought, ah, why am I watching sports? I don't know. I think of that. You know, it's 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 hard work and dedication and teamwork being rewarded, at least sometimes. Except when my, my team loses, then the other team cheated and the refs were on their side. Yeah, I mean, that is worth pointing out that if you're on the other, if you're rooting for the other team, it was just, can you believe this crap? They couldn't even block that ball? Come on, somebody couldn't get a hand in that guy's face? I mean, it's just nothing but disappointment yeah. and failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitterness. Blame, blame game. Oh, and so that quote led me to another quote. And I do love a good quote. This is Michael Jordan. This might be the only quote your kids ever need to hear. The actor or the basketball player? The basketball player. Okay. Who's the actor? Michael Caden Jordan is a big deal. He's a young man, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I stopped paying attention like a decade ago. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Because mm. he's not afraid of failing. I'm... That may be, that should be, you know how when you, you go out of the locker room in Notre Dame, they have the saying, what does it say? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> I can't remember. It's something inspirational about go win, you, you bunch of bastards. I can't remember what it says, but it's inspirational. That ought to be like above everybody's front door when their kids leave in the day. I thought I drummed that into my kids. I wish I had more. It's okay to fail. Fail. Dare to fail. Try something you're not. Sh- play like a champion today. That's what, Alex, thank you. That's what it says in the Notre Dame as you leave the locker room. They haven't been lately, but anyway. Uh, don't be afraid of failing. It means you tried something difficult. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. 
We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I got my The Armstrong and Getty Show. Fitting in with the whole student loan bailout. Maybe our problem is too many people are going to college. More on that in just a second. Wow, how interesting, because I just came across the uh, headline also in the journal, the $670 billion college industrial complex is under threat from online school. Oh, I, you know, I was hoping that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that MOOCs, the, uh, the online college thing, was just going to really revel. I've been waiting for this. Because I don't want my kids, if they go to college, to pay the ridiculous prices. And I've been waiting for this this whole online thing to completely upend the, the cost thing. But so far, it is not. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of college, turns out about 40% of, uh, 40% of people regret their college major. Um, it's uh, heavily weighted toward humanities and arts, almost half regret their major and you know depends on what perspective you look at it from but if almost half of people who've enrolled in a program say that was a mistake i mean can you imagine what the the google rating would be for that or you know the this number of stars on amazon or what have you right you would never buy that product no no absolutely not half of the people said this sucks yeah so um, i want to hear more of this but uh, I wonder how much of it is like re- the really the definition of regret, like that was a terrible idea, or, or or how many of them are, you know, I just got older, and my interests are different than they were then, and uh, you know, if I had to do it over again, because I, I think that's where I am. I don't think I made a bad decision at the time, but if I were doing it again now, I would do it differently. Yeah, well, maybe. Um, although but then I, think I think some it's... of them are just flat out stupid. It's a ridiculous thing to waste your time and money on. Major X. 
I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. It doesn't say how recently those people graduated. That seems to be rather an important factor, but journalism sucks these days. Anyway. Uh, in second place, right behind at 46% or so is social and behavioral sciences. Um, your, your, your fake gender studies and then ethnic studies and just the social sciences, please. You can learn everything you need to know in, you know, a few afternoons of reading. But <laughs> I'll, bet it, I'll bet it feels good to be part of that community while you're in college, though. Oh, absolutely. But then you get out saddled with that and you find out you have knowledge that not only is useless, but it annoys the hell out of anybody you try to tell. <laughs> uh, interestingly, uh, uh, a little over 40% of people who get vocational and technical training wish they'd done something different. What percent? Uh, just over 40. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's an interesting clap back. Maybe maybe just about uh, half of people just all regret what they decided to do when they were made their decision at age 17. Yeah, it's more heavily weighted. I mean, the top two are humanities and arts, social and behavioral sciences. It isn't a huge gap, though. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just I don't like this as much as I thought I would <laughs> is, is a fairly common right. expression yeah. that human beings have. On the other hand, the least uh, regretted uh, in the 20s is engineering, and in second place, computer and information sciences, although that's almost a third of people regret that. So very it, specific skill set that, that that prepares you for a very specific job. Of course, that's what Votech is. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, well, you there is an, an inevitable uh, 20% or so, I would say, of people who say, um, I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Or, turns out this is not what I want to do. Uh, which is fine. Make that decision. Don't live your life miserably. Move on. Do something else. Um, but it's, I mean, if you were looking at this bar graph, here it is. I can turn my computer. It's uh, like twice as, almost, no, it is twice as many people in humanities and arts as in, for instance, engineering. Yeah, that's a tough one, though, and you do have to make a living. That always needs to be the backdrop of all these discussions. You have to earn, you have to earn a living somehow. So yeah. whether or not you uh, kind of regret it, uh, are you are you able to make a living? Because that's that's the whole goal. Like I had a friend; he's one of the smartest people I've ever known. He had a PhD in a specific kind of biology, and he really hated the track he was on in his life. But he just felt like it was he's way too invested to go a different direction at that point. Um, he felt like, and, uh, he just was tired of it. He, it was something he was really interested in and he just got tired of it. You know, be a very specific thing for how many decades do you want to, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of this, and we're going to get into it is that, um, a lot of programs in colleges are merely the cush. You don't learn anything. You stay in a fancy dorm. You drink and get high and, and, and fornicate. And then you get a piece of paper at the end, even though you've hardly learned a damn thing. And that's allegedly your entree into the upper crust of American society. Um, and I think people come out with a fair amount of debt and realize they haven't learned a damn thing worth using. And they realize that they've kind of been had. They have their diploma, at least sometimes. Boy, the people People who never get the diploma and just get the debt, that's such a sad thing. I've known some of those people. But, yeah, I think they get to the end and realize, wow, I've been had. So how, how many jobs, I keep coming across this, how many jobs in the modern world 
do you need to have a college degree to get? And if you know the answer to that, maybe text us, 415-295-KFTC. Um, I've read a couple of different articles talking about how we need to do away with that, that it's become a thing. I haven't applied for a job in, like, 30 years and I and, and and I was a disc jockey, so nobody ever asked me for a college degree. But but I understand it's fairly common now to, to need to have a college degree, even if it's got nothing to do with the job you're about to take. And I feel like that that's part of the whole college industrial complex is that people that went to college and prize college are saying we'll only hire people that also went to college, even if it has nothing in particular to do with what you're right. doing. So that's what the ticket is to the upper crust, because those things don't match up, those things you said. Statistics show, studies show, people are coming out of college not learning anything. Well, then why? But statistics also show you have a much lower uh, unemployment rate. You're going to make a lot more money over your lifetime. Those things don't match up. If you're not learning anything, why are you so much more employable and earn so much money? Only really if we've decided that's actually like the golden ticket. We're not going to hire you unless you have a college degree. We don't care if you learned anything. It's just a thing we do here. Yeah. Theoretically, well, you know, let me say that. I think the elite of our society, and we're both pro-learning and and pro-education, but the elite of our society have managed to infuse the culture with an idea that if you don't go to college, you're either kind of a dummy or you're a work-with-your-hands sort or something, but you're certainly not a I-use-my-brain-to-make-a-living type. That doesn't fit with the reality at all. Oh, I know, I know, but it is uh, without question a cultural assumption. Mm Mm-hmm. I think with people who don't think about it, think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've got to admit that it's kind of even infected me to some extent. When I think about it, I think, no, that's ridiculous. I've yeah. been brilliant oh, yeah. people who didn't go to college. Oh, yeah. But- I have to talk myself out of it. Oh, and, and I know lots of young people that went to college and are doing just the most mundane of things right now. And I think, what, what, oh, yeah. what, what did that benefit you? Um, uh, but anyway, what I'm going to say, though, is that the gigantic multi billion dollar, it's, it's two thirds of a trillion dollar. College industrial complex has, and they own the media and government and education, obviously. They have spent the last, you know, half a century communicating that very thing. If you don't have a college degree, you're probably a dummy and probably we shouldn't, a company shouldn't even look at you. So you've got. Uh, three kids, work age kids. Do do, do they run into that a lot? You have to have a college degree to, to get a job. Uh, I would have to ask. I don't. Um, I two keep, of them, no. One of them, definitely, yes. I keep reading that, and I don't think that was true when we were younger. But then again, I was applying for disc jockey jobs. Um, that seems like an odd thing. If they've, if if a lot of companies have just decided that's kind of a thing, we need to, uh, you know, we need to, we need your social security number, we need your name, we need your address, and we need to know that you went to college. Yeah, yeah. I well, again, two of my kids are working in jobs where the answer'd be no. If, if you're capable and and show up and you're smart, they're fine with you. Um, but one of them definitely needed a college degree. But you know, it depends. Varies field to field. The point is, it should not be ubiquitous. It should well, not be an assumption everywhere. No, it should vary field to field. I'm perfectly fine with that. Obviously, I would like I would like doctors to have a medical degree. I'm a big proponent of that. But uh, just the blanket, you have a college degree in something to do a cubicle job here? Ah, that's not helping the world, I don't think at all. Armstrong and Getty. 
Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just find this funny. This is a report from Vice.com. The psychics and tarot card readers across America, they have an organization of some sort. It's it's called the Intuitive Workers Community, which is mm. funny because they have intuition that the rest of us don't have, right? About your life and who you should be dating and whatever. We'll um, be marching for our rights on Tuesday. I know. <laughs> They're warning people that there are fraudsters online, people that don't actually have the intuition, that are just trying to steal your money. Good Lord. When they (laughs) pretend to know what your future's going to be. That's freaking hilarious. I mean, I feel like there's some sort of meta mind F going on there that I can't quite even get a hold of. Is there a term for that? There, There should be. I'll bet there is. It's the wolf... In sheep's clothing, warning that there are wolves, uh, because it reminds me of now one of the most popular email phishing scams is a, a an email saying you've been scammed. You need to get in touch with us so we can save your money and fix it. Well, yeah, that's more or less what was happening to my mom. You know, people saying we're with the government. You have been scammed. So yeah. here's how we're going to protect you. You need to take your money out of your bank account because it's been compromised. Wow. Yeah. There probably is a name for that sort of thing. A mm-hmm. um, couple other things I wanted to mention while we have time. The GoFundMe situation. Uh, you know, we've, we've all heard a lot of great story GoFundMe stories. You know, you got a little kid with cancer and the parents don't have health insurance or something. And 
Everybody throws in a bunch of money and, hey, the kid gets his operation or something like that. Those are good stories. Mm-hmm. And then we've heard some really awful stories um, with, like, some weird, like, you're in a weird place at a weird time. You're not a particularly good person. Then everybody decides you need to get a bunch of money. And then things like this. GoFundMe is allowing a page for the Minneapolis gunman who Joe brought us that story yesterday, who was just firing randomly into an apartment complex, and then the police showed up and killed him. Um, uh, the uh, GoFundMe is allowing a fundraiser for his family. It's already over $25,000. They shut down a GoFundMe for that bodega clerk, Jose Alba, who was just protecting himself, clearly, it would seem to me, self-protection. When he was getting a vicious beat down from a, a, a multiply convicted ex-con, yeah, and fearing for his New life, and, and fought back, and uh, and uh, you know had to, well, he had to fight back because he was fearing for his life. They took down that GoFundMe. They say it violates their rules, which their rules seem to be somewhat complicated and case by case, based on a whole bunch of different situations that have occurred over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. GoFundMe has gone the same route as uh, Facebook and Twitter and others, that if you are to the right of Mitt Romney, they will uh, they will not do business with you. Like so much of Silicon Valley and, and tech, they're, they're woke, they're young, they're lefties. And uh, th- this is just unbelievable. This guy and the, and the poor mom, we played the tape of her yesterday, uh, screaming at the Black Lives Matter protesters who were lionizing this guy, calling him a good and decent man and that the cops were wrong to shoot him down. He was spraying gunfire into her apartment where her little children were, okay? And she was enraged at the phony, woke, self-righteous nonsense of that march. The idea that this guy is just, he's an admirable man, a hero, a victim, but the guy who got the beat down trying to protect his bodega, I mean, GoFundMe is sick. The GoFundMe for Sunberg's family, that's a guy who was spraying shots into the, uh, the the apartment building, says his life was taken too soon by the Minneapolis Police Department. And I think it was taken right on time before he hurt some innocents. It would appear. You know. It's practically a miracle nobody else, including two beautiful little kids, died. Now, was he having a mental health issue? Uh, that's what they say. And damn, that's sad. And I'm sorry. But come on. GoFundMe said in a statement defending the move, our terms of service prohibit fundraising for the legal defense of a violent crime, which is why they had to take down the one for Alba, the bodega owner. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't uh, Kamala Harris and other prominent lefties uh, donate and raise zillions of dollars to uh, to furnish funds for rioters and looters and cop beaters? During the infamous George Floyd riots of 2020, GoFundMe's full of crap. Use use another one. Don't use them. Yeah. Are there other other? I'm sure there are others. But oh yeah. There are. Is there a prominent name that you know that I can no, trust I if I was going to send them money? I can't remember. Because God, there's got to be a lot of fraud going on in that world. Speaking of heroes, the Open Championship was held over the weekend, sometimes known as the British Open Golf Championship. Golf. Uh, that's it, the one with the the this swing the stick at the ball. That's right, and the ball flies through the air and, and occasionally goes in a little hole eventually at the other end of the field. Uh, so uh, the British Open was held, or the Open Championship. It was incredibly exciting. One of the great golf tournaments I've witnessed. The, it was just edge-of-the-seat stuff, the, the back nine, the final nine holes. Uh, young Aussie 
Cameron Smith triumphed over crowd favorite Rory McIlroy of Northern Ireland and actually edged out a young American, uh, uh, Cameron Young, uh, to win. But the Aussie, Cam Smith, rocking a no-kidding five-star 24-carat mullet. Not the one of those, it's kind of a mullet, or no, no, he's just got long hair. No, it's a freaking mullet. It's an unapologetic, business-in-the-front, party-in-the-back mullet. Bono 1980 mullet. Exactly. Second bemulleted American winner in the last 15 years is John Daly, who ra- who rocked a hell of a Tennessee top hat at the time. Uh, triumphed in Great Britain. And there's something especially satisfying about a, a mulleted yahoo, whether he's an Aussie or an American, um, winning the crown there in Great Britain, in Scotland, actually, St. Andrews, the birthplace of golf. There's something particularly satisfying about that for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Did Rocking you have him the skullet up the back nine? Yes. Did Did you have a mullet at one point? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was. It was glorious. Yeah. It was fantastic. The uh, '80s rock and roll guitar player mullet. Absolutely. I and I've never had the kind of hair where hairstyle was a choice. So. Hmm. Mm, sorry to hear that. Uh, on the other hand, this story does give me the opportunity to run through several synonyms for a mullet. Okay. As I have researched this, <laughs> several of them quite amusing. You've already hit us with a couple of good ones. A couple. How about the Camaro crash helmet? <laughs> <laughs> the Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> the Mississippi mud flap. Uh, let's see. There are some I don't get at all. The Lenko, the Mori, uh, the Frullet, the Bullet, the Alabama waterfall, the Tennessee top hat. Uh, Captain Planet. <laughs> what is that? The Camaro crash helmet. That's a very Joe Dirt sort of version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coat rack, the 1090. Uh, the Schmelby. <laughs> what? The, the, the Scort. <laughs> the 1090. Is that like a police code or? I, I, it maybe 10% of the hair, 90% of the hair? <laughs> That's all I can come up with. Let's see the uh, the Camaro malicious, the Malay, the Malaysian, the the neck warmer, the schlerm. Schlerm is a pretty good word. <laughs> the manbian. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't oh, know why oh. schlerm is so fitting, but it is the manbian. So that's a man wearing a haircut that was at least occasionally favored by lesbian women. Oh, okay. the mullet, the manbian, gotcha. <laughs> the Billy Ray, the Lukey, the Larmoose, <laughs> the Billy Ray, uh, the NASCAR, the Brullet, the Mississippi Bobcat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this goes on and on. Billy Ray Cyrus, one of the more famous mullets, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, finally, the MacGyver. It's not bad. Coon Rapids. <laughs> So you got the Coon Rapids going. <laughs> the white trash Ferrari. That's that's uh, that's working too hard. <laughs> I think the Camaro crash helmet is, is my favorite. <laughs> anyway, congratulations to Cameron Smith of Australia. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 